0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not are so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night
1: Hi, it's episode 19, season two of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Joining me this week, Nick from Norfolk.
2: Hello, good evening.
1: And Devan from Leicester. Good evening. Right, um, we'll begin with yesterday. Um, Nick, you and I travelled up to yeah. um, to Merseyside. Um, we did, yeah. And we got we got the train there. We, we were talking about the fact that I think both of us had been before, but. Hadn't really spent much time in Liverpool. No.
2: Um,
1: no. So we, we got there a bit early um, just to <laughs> take in a bit of Liverpool's culture. Um, Liverpool, by the way, um, was voted in 2008 European City of Culture. Um, so. Um,
2: expectations sort of, were high. Expectations
1: yeah. were high, yeah. So it bodes well for the trip. So um, <laughs> got there fairly early, got there about 11 o'clock, had a nice bit of brunch, um, fairly cheap prices, um, good food um, hospitable service, all of that mm-hmm. and uh, yeah
2: <laughs> by 12 o'clock it was over
1: by 12 o'clock it was over <laughs> um, so we had a little wander, went to the docks, the famous um, docks and the Liver building and uh, it was shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's the end of that then, thank you for the culture programme, back next week <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being harsh. Sure, if, if we've got any, any. It was um,
2: raining, to be fair, Jan, it, But it, it was quite a wet day. That didn't was, help. It was quite a grey, Mersey sort of scene. But yeah, it was a little bit disappointing, to say the least.
1: It was. Um, which wasn't the case with with, with with the game. I thought the game was really, a really good game of football. Um, so I we went there with Nick. We met um, a guy called Graham, Graham Pitt and his wife, and we watched the the match also with. Um, Lady Annette, um Smith from Glasgow and our partner David, um, and yeah, it was. Uh, I think from a neut- I'd imagine from a neutral's point of view, it, it was a great game of football. From a Spurs point of view, a little bit frustrating, I thought, because we played, particularly first half, we played some really good stuff, and we were by far the better team, but um, mm. we found ourselves one nil down. Um, 20, in the toilets while you're in the toilets having a week yeah, did typical, he did yeah. he manage to to finish finish yeah. what you was doing
2: yeah 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 I just heard the roar of the crowd thinking it's too loud and I'd come out I just saw Aaron Lennon putting the ball in the net and I thought ah shock I think, I think we all called out that he was going to score at some point the day. it was a particularly good goal as well but I, I, we played so well the first half we just bossed it completely and to go 1-0 down was a massive travesty because Min Everton were shit The first half they were terrible um, but credit to us we'd come back into it and got our just reward for half time and we thought talked about pushing on for the second half and I'm, I'm kind of a point's good but I kind of feel that like with Potch on this one I think it's kind of two points drop, drop really mm-hmm.
1: but that's like, that's good in a way that Potch sees it as that you know the expectations we talked about a, pod a few weeks back the expectations are such that we you know we go to a place like Goodison it's not Apart from last season, we don't have a good recent record. Though it's always a tough place to go. They always give us a good game. Mm. Um, and the fact that he sees it as disappointing that we've dropped um, dropped two points is, you know, a sign of the times where we are as a club. And the fact that the expectations are a lot higher and and how much we progress, which which can only be a good thing. Um, Dev, what was your take on the match?
3: Yeah, I agree with Nick. I I mean, if uh, if aliens came down. And had never seen a football match before. They'd have thought we were playing at home for the first 25 minutes to half an hour because uh, Everton just didn't know how to deal with the pace. Uh, we were attacking in numbers, uh, playing our playing our usual game, and um, and the crowd just were silent. Really, I mean, I don't know what it was <laughs> like for you guys being there, but uh, uh, all the all the noise was coming from the away section, and um, and we, we we looked like we could have easily gotten two three goals in the first half. I think we were just unlucky. I think that's what really um, uh, was annoying because we created chances and we were so close. We were literally like, and that's wing away from a Ben Davis cracker and from Harry Kane as well. So, and then to go one nil down against the run of plays, is it's yeah, it just um, you just think this is this isn't fair because um, they, they took that one chance. But uh, the reality of it was that we, we bossed the first half. And, and to be fair, we, we were great for about 10-15 minutes of the beginning of the second half as well until um, he brought Bessic and Delefeuille on and, and suddenly they looked like a really good team.
1: As you said, it was that goal against runner play. We, we, we really bossed that first half. Um, and apart from that, that chance which they converted, which I I think, looking back on the replay, um, when Lennon took the shot for Tongan, I think he could have done a bit... Yeah, I think he could have done a bit. I I don't know whether whether he did that just to avoid the ball hitting his hand and getting a handball. I don't know, but... um, It was a good strike. It was was a good good strike, strike, yeah. Yeah. Um, He sort of knew it um, as soon as the ball (laughs) fell. I looked at it and I thought... Oh no 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 yeah. no! And he just knew it was going to go in the back of the net. But um, and apart from that, shortly afterwards, um, I remember saying to you during the game that there, there was another chance they had straight afterwards. I can't remember who it was, yeah, and Kyle was really Walker close. put in yeah. a good tackle, good, good good interception,
2: good block. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and that was it. That was about it, really. Um, we had there's, there's a stat on the BBC website, and it shows you particularly. For the, I don't know if it was for, for the whole match, but certainly for the first half, it shows you. Um,
2: I
3: think Kempton near half, pretty yeah, much. Yeah,
1: pretty much, yeah. Yeah, their full backs yeah. hardly got past the halfway line. So Well we had sixty
3: one percent possession in the first half. I mean that's that's crazy away from home. It
1: felt Especially like Especially at a place
3: like Everton as yeah. well. But in one sense you can understand why, because they're not gonna shut up shop and, and, and just put ten men 11 men behind the ball, but they like to play too, so the yeah the, the yeah. space was there. But nevertheless, having said that, sixty one percent is not to be sniffed at.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah, I think we like a normal day we've, we've dominated games and not look like someone kind of scoring and going on. To, but yesterday it was just we kept going and going and wave after wave after attack and mm. just the bar, okay, the, the post and the bar situation, a couple of inches either way, they both go in. I think if we'd scored first, I said this to uh, Jab yesterday, I think if we scored first, I was really confident I was going on to win that game yesterday. I had no doubts so and there's not, I can, don't often say that about Spurs but if we'd scored I could. we would have run away with that game yeah. it was literally gets a run to play it kind of it shocked us a little bit but we credit we showed a bit of character to come back into it and um, Deli Alley was absolutely superb yesterday absolutely superb That's probably the best I've seen him play since he's been at the club
1: yeah and um, you mentioned Dev the the atmosphere in the ground yeah most the majority of the noise all the noise came from and the travelling Spurs fans, and, and I thought it was, um, it was probably, well, I've, I've done a few away trips, the most enjoyable one still to date, it's, it's the second time that I've been at Goodison, and it's, it's, it's a lovely little ground, um, and the atmosphere was really good, credit to all the Spurs fans. Um, there was hardly anything that came from um, the home crowds. Um, mm. and that's not you know and that's not me just talking up our away fans I, I went to Swansea earlier this season and their fans were great the, the home fans um, at the Liberty were, were, were you know <coughs> really good um, but at Goodison Park you could barely hear anything um,
2: They've lost a few games haven't they they've, they've been a bit, a bit mediocre in the league I wonder if that's kind of affected them because they were particularly bad yesterday I'm sure they've had better atmospheres at Goodison Park but as fans, as away fans yesterday, I thought we were cracking. We were absolutely superb. It was one of the nicest away atmospheres I've been to for a long time. It Sorry. was good.
1: The um, second half, I thought we faded away slightly. They probably had the better measure. Certainly the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, they were pushing on um, and applying a bit of pressure. And Probably in the end, I think it might have been a fair result if you look at the fact that the second half, they did quite well. But... Um, and we had chances as well I suppose second half as well to, to, to kill it off And well,
2: Clayton, particular, well, it looked like he had a good chance where we were sitting it's quite low down so I don't know how much he got contact but he put it wide but yeah we had some chances as well but I think the last the last 10 minutes especially they were really pushing forward and I was kind of um, after the ball crossed and went into the box I was thinking it's going to end up in the back of the net so it was kind of nice to get away the last 10 minutes with a point um, but yeah a good day out I think
1: Okay, um, so let's just run through the goal. So we we, we mentioned um, Lennon's strike, which, which was a good strike. Um, Deli Ali's goal. Um, it was reminiscent of the goal he scored against West Brom. A Beautiful ball by Toby Alderweireld from the back, long ball, um, and then a great finish from Deli Ali. T- took it down on his chest and slotted it past the goalkeeper. Um, really good goal again. Um, I mean, I. I I think he was Matt, man of the match again. Um, he's, I had my doubts about him this this earlier on this season, only in so far as a lot a lot of our fans were talking him up, talking him up, talking him up, and I was like, you know, let's let's give let's give the boy a bit of chance, let let him find his feet. But he's he's doing it on a consistent basis, and and really, you know, showing apart from the, you know the odd bit of petulance when he. Gets himself booked or gets himself into arguments and situations where he doesn't need to be in. Apart from that, he's he's showing a level of maturity which which is great to see. And um, he, I know this is Spurs Spurs podcast, but he's surely got to be knocking on the door for the, for the Euros.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, he does show a little bit of
2: petulance now and again, but he's only a young player. Uh, he's got a bit of fire in his belly. He wants to win. He wants to do well with his teammates. Occasionally he goes oversteps the mark, but I don't think it's nothing to worry about. It's a rather a player who's committed and just picks up the odd book in here and there, really goes for it. And he's young, he's gonna, he hasn't got experience at the moment, and he's doing very well. He's coming, he looks like he's been in the team for years.
1: Can't knock can't him absolutely. Um, but the uh, but just looking around at performance of the players, um, it's difficult to pick holes really I think in, in also in, in any of the starting eleven that played yesterday. Um, Larice looked good, Toby and Jan um, gained solid as ever I thought the full backs did, did well Ben Davis is starting to mm. cement that yeah. left back place um, but it's good that he's obviously got Rose breathing down his neck um, Walker played really well um, Ali we've mentioned um, Tom Carroll will talk about a little bit, a bit about him a bit later because there's a question about him or a couple of questions indeed and um, and then you had Dyer again solid um, Ericsson I thought did, played really well um, he, he's had a bit of criticism of late um, but I thought he did well um, Lamelo was really good um, Kane I thought could have done a bit better I don't know when you were watching it on TV, Dev, um, what you thought of Kane's performance, I thought there was one or two chances where he was through on goal and he could have done a bit better.
3: I thought he looked tired and um, obviously being the, the main attacking threat, um, they they obviously played on that as well. Uh, Everton's defenders did, but I, I did think he looked tired. Yeah,
1: um, the substitutions, again, I, you know, different. I said different, different perspective watching it in the ground, particularly we quite low down, and then <coughs> maybe slightly different on on TV. But I uh, wasn't too impressed with any of the subs that came on. So Chadley came on. I don't think he did did anything. He looked a bit rusty. Sun as well. Um, Sun. It was hilarious because he was. Um, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Stones, um, was giving him the, the run-around, um, and it, Stones had the ball and was just playing keep-ball with, um, with, with. I mean, someone was trying to press him, close him down and, and win the ball, and um, Stones was just sort of dribbling and keeping the ball and giving, giving him a bit of a run-around. Uh, who was it, the other substitution that came on? Um, can I, can I just stop you on that, by the way? Because it's funny how, when you see it
3: from the away section being there, it looks different from what actually happened. Um, he he started giving Son the runaround,
1: mm.
3: and then he tried the the Croix turn, and all the Everton fans behind the goal started booing him. Yeah.
1: It was the and uh, the, and yeah. then
3: he managed to draw a foul out, which I couldn't see a foul. Yeah, I'm not being biased, but I didn't see a foul from Son. I just thought he 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 thought, shit, I'm in trouble now. I'm in front of the goal. Um, Tim Howard's saying, clear it, clear it. And uh, eventually he managed to sneak a foul out. And, and Son was like, look, I haven't touched the guy, but he got away with it. And, he, and then he turned around to the fans behind the goal and he went, calm down, calm down. <laughs> it's like, you've got a cheat, lad, yeah, because everyone's saying, just fucking kick the damn thing out, would you? Just clear it. So he was, at, he was under a lot of pressure and he, he managed to get away with it. Lucky boy.
2: Very, very lucky.
3: Yeah, very, very lucky. Had a few
2: decision. Just, decision. Yeah, I mean, the, fir- yeah. the
3: first few seconds, fine. But after that, he, he did try um, a bit of fancy fancy dance stuff and uh, he, he really w- w- got himself tied up in knots.
1: I just I found it a bit, just a bit frustrating that neither of those <coughs> two players... Um, Onoma came on as well... Uh, much later in the game, but those two in particular, they didn't really make an impact. They didn't um, at a point in time where we're chasing the game, and you you want some fresh pair of legs to come on and um, and make an impact, yeah, stretch the opposition. And uh, they both found them. I you know in, in their defence, Chadley's come back from an injury. Sun has, but that's been a few months now. You know, I don't know whether it's a case of sometimes some players. Need to start matches and they're not really good impact subs, um, but yeah, that that was a little bit frustrating. I suppose. Yeah,
2: Chadwick yeah, Chad looked particularly leg. I mean, he looked particularly leggy. A couple of times the ball went out to him and he miscontrolled it, and he just looked a bit not not at the races completely. But like they say, his is a little bit rusty, so um, you kind of can excuse him a little bit about one. So um, he, he does what he does a lot really well. He runs, he chases, he harries, he sort of, but um
3: no. They do, does anyone else think that Son looks a lot like Lewis Holtby in the way he um, moves around the pitch mm, uh, yeah. and chases the ball as well? Yeah. yeah. Good call, actually, yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. Um, so, looking at the table, um, a bit frustrating that well, United won at the weekend, so they are now three points behind us, but you know, we've still got that still got a very good goal difference in fact we've still got the best joint best goal difference with plus 18 with City Um, best defence unfortunately Arsenal won at at the weekend and they're top so they're 6 points clear of us, Leicester 4 points and City 3 points now we've got um, we've got a double header against Leicester City FA Cup tie next Sunday and then we play them in the league um, and then we've got Sunderland at home the following Saturday after the midweek game against Leicester. For me, I think they, those two home matches are, forgetting the cup tie for a minute, those home two league games are crucial because at the same time, Arsenal have got what I would consider two tough away games, Liverpool away. I know it's Liverpool and um, there's probably more hype than, you know, that their, their hype is talks more than the, the quality of their football. Um, uh, and then Stoke City. Stoke's going to be a difficult place to go to um, for any mm, team this yeah. season. Um, mm. It's not the Stoke City of old that was difficult, mm. but it's... it's they're very good, aren't they? They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're playing good, fo- good football, good, good players. Um, good at home, yeah. So, you know, assuming Arsenal don't get six points from those two matches and, and mm. say, get, I don't know, four points or three or even... Draw both of them. That would be great. What do you about that. the uh,
3: Leicester games coming up, Jav? Is um, they haven't scored in three games. Uh, Jamie Vardy currently undergone surgery for a groin strain. Yeah. Is yeah, that for a couple of weeks? Didn't he? i heard.
1: Yeah.
3: And uh, they have got back-to-back games against basically the one of the fastest pressing teams in the Premier League. Uh, in the space of, what, four days? Yep. So, um, and they don't have the squad depth to deal with that. I'm not not, not knocking Leicester, um, mm. but they've come up from the championship, they've got some players who are the spine of, of their Premier League campaign. One of those players is missing. Um, and if they get injuries here, there and everywhere, the guys that come on to replace them, they're not... They're not at the same level of, of quality as, as the guys on the in the first eleven. Yeah. So uh, so in that respect, I think they've got a tough task ahead. If Vardy was playing, I think the um, the high of of having him and Maris together on the pitch would have would have probably been a, a crucial factor in in really giving them an opportunity. But um, without him and their recent, I mean, it's not it's not their fault. I mean, but uh, but if they haven't scored in three and then they're playing us twice in in the space of four days, that's that's really going to put them under the uh, yeah, under the caution. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, if we if we did beat win that game, you know, it's, it's a what's commonly referred to as a sort of six pointer, sort of like top four clash. Um, that would set them back, hopefully. And if we also beat them in the cup, um, and and at a time when, as you say, they've got Vardy injured and and mentally, I'm sure at the back of their minds, everybody's saying, "You know, how long can 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 Leicester keep this going?" And even if their belief internally is quite high, there's got to be something there, just something in something within them, thinking, "You know, can we get last di- the 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 distance?" Because nobody's giving them a chance. So that that could be quite a blow if they they lose to us for them. Well, two um, things, one,
3: Jav, Jav, they don't have um, the squad depth. To deal with a, a full campaign because they've never they've never played for you know for mm. winning the title or being in the top four, and secondly they've got a really porous defence, and, and no porous defence is going to win anyone a title or get you in the top. I mean we've we've had that problem in the past uh, where they said yeah look at Spurs here yeah, look how well they, how well they could have done, but look at how many goals they've conceded second only to Liverpool or I think Liverpool second only to Spurs in the top seven or something like that. So so when it comes to a leaky defence. That's that's going to be the biggest problem for you mm-hmm. to stay up there, and and they don't they don't have that. But then again, that, that was never their goal in the first place. So uh, if people think that they should be up there in the top four or going for the title, then that's unrealistic expectation. That squad, yeah, yeah, yeah but that, really squad, well. that squad's Is not it? designed for the title no,
1: no, chase. No. Well, if if they're going to fade away at some point, and I'm hoping that that'll be the, the time they yeah, do that- and. If we if we win that and then Sunderland at home now on paper that's a game we should win. Um, it would be disappointing if we beat Leicester in the middle of the week and then screw it up against <laughs> okay, Sunderland. After. But but, you, a, but you've
2: there got is a, there is a word for that.
1: Yeah, but yeah, you've got yeah. to you've you've got to. Um, they're the games you've got to win. You know, it's it's not just about beating the the t- the 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 teams in and around you. um, and, and beating your Man Cities or whoever else, um, you've got to also beat the crappier teams. Um, yeah. Just yeah. because it's expected of you doesn't mean to say that you're just going to walk out there and, you know, as we found out against Newcastle, um, you, you've got to you've got to beat what's put in front of you. So if we if we can get I think, that... Newca- I think Newcastle was a one-off because
3: we were trying to play in a certain way and they hit us on the counter-attack um but most teams that play 11 men behind the ball in the past that would have worked against us um, but now because we're just <laughs> playing at such a high tempo the opposition can't cope and that's the problem if you it doesn't matter how well drilled you are if you've got if you've got 11 men behind the ball the fact is you have to be alert and concentrating for
1: 93 94 minutes it is big sam though and he has got a tendency um. I think it's a miss now. He's big, big Sam's working on reputation now. Yeah. Once upon a time, maybe. Yeah, during
3: the Bolton years and he comes in to do a job. Even at West Ham, I mean, you look at his last 20 games and you look at uh, at West Ham and you look at Slavin Bilic's first 20 games. The number of goals scored, uh, the number of chances created, it's just miles apart. And I think now, you know, he's at a club where he doesn't have the players. He doesn't have Kevin Nolan. He doesn't have people he can bring in and say, "Okay, these are my reliables." He's in a he's in a situation where he's got a group of players who are like like Villa. They they're demotivated. They don't really know what they're doing. They're, there's also a drinking culture at Sunderland which hasn't helped. So he's a, he's got to sort out problems off the pitch as well, and and they're in the bottom three. and once upon a time, maybe he could have had that that golden touch, but he doesn't have that anymore. I mean, he he showed that against Everton when uh, you know not long after he got there. He said, "Set yourself up this way and do this." Now that's that's his plan. You know, anyone like Big Sam says, "Whichever team you give me, I'll set them up, and anyone can do it." Well, he did that at Sunderland, and they went to Everton and they got spanked, five goals. So it's obviously not that easy to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that th- th- they are poor, but it's just. That sort of it, it, it's the it, fact that they're yeah. so shit that, that that gets you a bit. <laughs> it's not. It's not a. It, really? sh- it should be on paper. They're it should be gimme. It's
2: because of that shit. <laughs> it
1: should be a gimme. It should be you know.
2: It should be an easy it's free. Gimme, I, I think it's not a gimme. It's gonna be a tough game. I mean, they're gonna come. They they're they're a like, like, They can they're be set up. They can be well organised. They're gonna know their jobs. You know, they're gonna have the foe. They've got. They've got some good players there. They're not completely shit, but it's. I don't think they're gonna come and. Like be expansive and try and go for us, they're going to come back and frustrate us and try and pick things up on the counter, maybe, but if we play well and we stick to our jobs and we get a bit of rub of the green
3: then I think we should win that game mm. quite We are not the same team that we were last season, we've only no, lost twice not. in the league No, and, one, and that the first one was uh, the first day I'm of really the season against United yeah. Yeah, yeah. which was unfortunate, and uh, we've just come away from Goodison Park disappointed and deflated that we didn't win now that tells you the mentality of the team, and forget five seasons ago or four seasons. We're talking about the change from the end of last season to where we are now. I mean, we don't, this this first team is not recognisable. That's a
1: good point. Yeah, yeah. The last, last season, even when we, even when Poch started to turn turn things around after the Stoke game, um, there were there was a we went on a little run, as I recall, and there were a lot of games which we were narrowly. I think when we started doing the pods. Um, and um, we were, there, were, there were a series of games we were, we were narrowly winning 2 1, and, and there were like late goals from Ericsson. And, you know, we, some of those games we were a bit lucky, you know. And I know, I know sometimes that's part and parcel football, and sometimes, you know, you pick up results when you're not playing well. And I'm not, I don't want to knock any of that because that was all part of the, the progress we were making from where we were um, when we played Stoke and before. Um, early, early in that season but we've taken he's now taken it on as you say Dev um, to another level since then and and we're, we're a completely different team um, I think
2: mentality's got a lot to do with it and he's like you he, he, he can't just come into a club and then know the 25 players they and know their ins and out, what drives them on what doesn't he needed time to find out which players were going to fit in and which players weren't and that takes time that takes a little bit of time and coming in the season he knew which players were clearly not up to the standard and he what he requires and they were gone. And he's brought players in now that fit his philosophy and his ethos. And look at the team now. They they battle for each other, they fight hard, they've got technical ability, they've got a, a will to win, they've got a determination. And we're starting to see some and they're starting to believe now. They believe in him. I think we're all believing in him a bit as well. And it looks like they were saying, it's just an unrecognisable team from last year. It's you know, I don't say we're gonna we go. They think we're gonna win every game. It's not, not got to that stage yet, but it, we you, I kind of think we're gonna be really hard to beat, and we are got a good chance of winning. So, yeah, it's it's a complete different, mm. and, and the atmosphere at the Lane is just heaps better than it was last year. It was toxic last year. Now it's enjoyable. And it's got to be better to play your football into an enjoyable atmosphere than what I was playing last year.
1: Absolutely,
3: yeah. Um, know, on that on that point, I just wanted to say that um, after the Newcastle game. Um, you could just tell how, how disappointed the the fans were at the lane when we lost in the way that we did at the end. And um, honestly, yeah, I mean, you know, we were all feeling so low. And the only man who who could stand up and actually get the words out of his mouth was Pochettino, and he just said, "Yeah, I get it. I, I know why people are disappointed because they have an expectation from us. You know, we're we're disappointed too. And you know, we know what we expect from ourselves, but the fans do too. And I feel for them. And I was like." God, man, if that was me in that position, I would just be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to sit in a hole and wait for the whole week to pass, yeah. And he and he knew it. He just said, look, I've been here before. Um, I know what's expected, and and that that's an indicator. That's a positive. I couldn't see a positive, and I was like, we just lost to fucking Newcastle, yeah. (laughs) And uh, and he just said, no, 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 that's fine. It happens, yeah. But it's good because we can look at it and say, this is where we've gone wrong, and 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 used that, and we went on a, a Christmas run of 10 points from 12 games with the,
1: the most informed side over the Christmas period. Absolutely, yeah. and, and uh, two away trips Watford what and um, Southampton won both of those, Norwich um, 3-0, sort of flattered Norwich I think we, we should have won that 5 or 6 um, and yeah, Goodison um, I know that a lot a lot of people say, well, you know, Everton aren't doing that well this season, and if, you, <laughs> if you look at the last few games, and then losing at home to State four um, three, they have still got some really good players in that in that squad, and it's, it, yeah. um, I, you know, I, th- I think it's, it's not a bad result going there. Yes, it's disappointing. Yeah, we, we probably should have won it. Um,
3: There's no way Jav that they were going to um, play open attractive football at the back. I mean, yeah, across the rest of the pitch, maybe if if they'd had a chance to, but not at the back after conceding seven goals in two games. No. They just just weren't. And they knew we were coming. So they knew that, okay, look, you know, we need to keep it tight at the back. We know what's going to come. And then when we get the chance... I mean, the one thing they said at half-time in the game was that um, because... Uh, we were pushing so far up, it meant Lukaku's having to run further forward. That's not his... His his place is being in the last third, bullying the defenders mm-hmm. and, and playing other players around him. That's that's him, a mm-hmm. Drombo-style uh, player. But because we were playing so high up the pitch, it meant that in order to get him into the game, he was either sh- shackled around the halfway line or he has to leg it forward. So they have to pump balls up, you know, route one and get him to run onto it. And that's and that's why they they changed the strategy and, and the goal came from that because he finally did that. He he ran up there, he he bullied um the Tongan and set the, the, the assist up for, for Lennon. But until then they weren't allowed to play their game in, in attack or defence and, and and at the back they just said, look, you know, we just can't afford to let any more
1: goals in. Just, just on Lukaku, uh, Nick. I don't know what, yesterday whether you picked up on this, but one of the things that I was really fascinated by was how Lukaku was going to fare against um, his um, Belgian counterparts, um, yeah. Toby and uh, yeah. and Jan And I, I thought most of the duels, particularly the aerial ones, you know. And, and Lukaku's a big, big lad, big strong lad. I, He's thought, a they, they, lad. I <laughs> thought they, I thought they came out on top. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah i think yeah I think they cope with him particularly well you know he's uh he's been on form he's been scoring some goals as well so it wasn't like he was you know out of form or stuff he's a he's a handful and it's lucky like he's got that kind of drug presence about him he's a very good player and i think they both handled him very very well yesterday
3: yeah quite absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was good to see what well, one one thing on that topic um since you mentioned um Belgium i actually thought about this today that if if uh, if England end up playing Belgium in the European Championships, I'm gonna feel like uh, a mother torn between two <laughs> sons. Because I mean, it's not it's not because it's it's England. I mean, I know you want England to win, but nevertheless Belgium have got so many players um, in the Spurs in the Spurs squad, and you look at it, you think, yeah, but I, I don't want them to lose. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, that would be tough because you've got Deli Ali, Harry Kane, um, Tom Carroll, possibly Carl Walker. But you've got like an English core at Spurs and then um, you've got True. the Belgian core as well. So uh, so if, if England played Belgium, that would be a, a Spurs fest, wouldn't it really? Mm.
1: It would. Well, England every time. But, I, but I, I guess I'll be closely watching Belgium during the Euros. It would be just like watching Spurs. Um, yes. Maybe not as emotional and, and, and as up and down. Um Right, so, just very quickly, before before we do questions, um, the double header against Leicester, so the FA Cup tie at home next Sunday and then midweek um, league match. Um, quick predictions, Nick?
2: Um, right, that all depends what team Poch puts out for the, for the FA Cup game. Um, I suspect there'll be a few rotations and probably team Vorm and Wimmer and Trippier play and stuff like that. Um, I hope we've got enough in to to beat them I think we have I think we own one from last year as well so I think we'll I think we'll win that maybe 2-1 the league game yeah it's again I'd, I'd be happy with a 2-1 win that again so hopefully both 2-1 victories
1: Steph
3: uh, I'm going to go with a clean sheet in both and I think we'll win both of them so I think I'll say 2-0 in the first one and 1-0 in the second one.
1: OK. Um, and we've obviously got revenge for last last season in mind um, when they beat, knocked us out of the FA Cup. Um, oh, and one other thing was, my my last game was uh, at the Lane was
3: uh, when we played Leicester. And in the last 10, 15 minutes, I remember coming back home and when uh, I went back to work the next on, on the Monday, I said, uh, we could have lost that because... Uh, you know Leicester at the bottom right now, but they look bloody good. And that was the, that the end of their game against us. Even though they lost four three, that was the beginning of their revival. And um, and after that, they just like beat so many teams and and were safe. Before I think like, they had like three games left, and they they'd already secured their uh, then the the Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he got and he played really
2: well. We were lucky that game. Yeah, yeah.
3: Right, yeah. Uh,
1: I will tell you what. Earlier this season, you know, West Ham were were, were flying high, and we managed to burst their bubble. Um, and hopefully, we did... West Ham. UK, wasn't it? Was only West. Ham. It was only West Ham when
3: we beat them. it Was only Bournemouth when we yeah. beat them.
1: Well, hopefully, we can do the same to Leicester and, and derail their season. And that's not not meant as a slight on Leicester, and you know, credit no. cr- credit to them. And I think what they've done this season Fantastic, has been really yeah. really good. But you know, ultimately, my team a bit yeah. Leicester. Yeah, and I I, I want us to finish as high high up that table as possible. Um, I think we're going to draw the first one one all, and it's going to go to a dreaded <coughs> replay. Um, I think we'll we'll win the midweek game two nil, and I, I don't think they'll have enough um, enough in their locker. Because as you said earlier, Dev, I don't think they've got a, a squad a strong enough squad to rotate players um, and juggle both games. And I think they'll be a bit out, out of steam. And, and if Vardy looks like he's out for two weeks, then um, I think we'll be well well placed to beat them in the league. Right, before we do questions, um here's Bex with an update on the Spurs ladies.
4: Hi, it's Bex with a quick update on what the ladies have been up to. Well, I say update, it would be easier to update you if they'd actually played. Their game at the weekend was called off um because of a waterlogged pitch, strangely enough. So that means that the girls haven't played since Sunday the 20th of December uh when they lost 4 1, which is never a nice thing to. Um, go into a break having lost. They're scheduled to play on Sunday at Shrivenham uh, against Swinton Town in the FA Cup. And that's a two o'clock kickoff for anybody who's got some spare time. Things seem to have calmed down on the game front. They're just playing Sundays now and that's scheduled right through to the end of the season. Um, there's not really a lot to say as they've had no games, but I thought I'd just give you a quick update to let you know there have been no games, which is nice and ironic. Um, anybody who wants to get in touch with me, I'm on the Facebook page. And failing that, I'm on Twitter at Bunches Bex. Cheers, bye-bye.
1: OK, thank you, Bex. Um, right, let's finish off with some questions. Um... Just, just wanted to add one more thing, uh,
3: Jav, to the um, the thing about uh, Vardy being out for the for our games. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see the gods are smiling on us because uh, Vardy's out for these two games. When we beat City, Man City, company was out and I think Hart was uh, mm. subbed as well because he had an injury and when we played West Ham, Piette was out as well. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just nice to know that key players aren't around when we play certain teams.
2: Not just coming back into form and stuff like that. Yeah, that's
3: <laughs> yeah, and having like career bester uh, games against us, <laughs> <events laughs> which is well, we're specialists in well,
1: well it swings like ra- it swings in, score, in, it swings in roundabouts. <laughs> it it yeah. swings in roundabouts. We always complain when it, when somebody um, scores against us and sort of uh, that's never scored or somebody who breaks their after a baron spell and they happen to score against us and you know how it's always us and whatever we're un- unlucky so you know we-, we deserve a bit of luck and uh,
4: yeah
1: yeah um, right so we've got a question in from jess nickel jess asks why are people getting on tommy carroll's case i thought he played okay against everton um, and he just as a side he adds and 10 points from 12 we mentioned this earlier considering three games were away um is a good thing now um we had another question from at Automa, at eighty underscore Spurs, he asks, "Is Tom Carroll is he all that or just bang on average?" So, Nick, right, Carroll, um, how do you think he did yesterday? Personally, generally? I think
2: I think first half he's not the biggest player. He's a little fella. He's I think he done well. I think he done really well. I think he's he's a young player. He was trying to get forward. He he got got himself in tackles. He tackled players. He got stuck in. He looked confident. I think he faded the second half. Um, but I've not seen enough of him. I think he's been around the team enough to show long term to know how he's going to do. I think he's worth persisting with because it's a, I don't know. I just think there's something there's something about him. I just then people can't maybe people have got a different opinion. that think he's all that. But until he plays a number of games, how do we really know he's not all that? You know, um, I think he did okay yesterday. We're yeah. just on that one. I think he did okay.
3: Steph? I thought he was brilliant yesterday. I really liked him. He had a fantastic uh, pass completion rate as well and um, until Besic came on um, and basically uh, Martinez knew that, okay, this guy's the one who's creating all the the movement for Spurs. He's he's the one who's distributing the ball. Um, You know, shackle him. And as soon as he got shackled, that's when uh, Everton managed to get more of the ball because until then, Carroll was controlling it from the midfield. Now, Mm. people make this thing about Oh, Dembele's out. Oh no, Carol this, Carol that. First of all, yeah, sure. Dembele's a beast. Yeah, Carol isn't. Um, but having said that, he's a different kind of player. He's more of a, a deep lying playmaker. Yeah. Whereas Moussa's uh, a box-to-box midfielder. You can't expect Carol to to be able to shield the ball like like Musa does. I mean he's got a trait that most Premier League players don't have. That he can, he can well, once he's got the ball, it's very difficult to get it off him. But Carroll's not that kind of player. Play, uh, Carroll's job is to sit next to Dyer and to control the play from from deep and 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 defend where necessary, just support him there. But that his job isn't to like be a beast and like um, bounce people off the ball. His job is to like get the ball and distribute it, and he did that fantastically. Um, I think he's got a brilliant future. I, I was I wasn't sure about him before, and the Newcastle game didn't help his cause. But I think he's learned so quickly from that, and um, I loved his goal against Norwich as well. So, um, onwards and upwards for him. Yeah. So no, that Newcastle game, so that, that Newcastle game I, mean, I might have got this wrong.
2: I can't remember. But didn't he leave, didn't he get subbed when we were one 0 up, or was it one 0 when he got subbed? But okay. he did get subbed at some he point. Did, he did get yeah. sub. Yeah. Oh, so I do yeah. feel a bit sorry for him. He done okay. He wasn't his greatest game, but you know, it's like oh, Dembele's out. Carroll's played. We've lost. It wasn't that. Wasn't. Strictly true why we lost it. And Dyer was brilliant in the first half and dog shit in the second half. That might have helped as well. But, you know, I think he's a good player. And he's, he's worth persisting with. A young that, player, what, what's yeah. much like about
1: that? I mean, the... the all right, look, look, oh, oh, let me break it down this way. First, I agree with everything both of you have said. Um, but break it down into just generally and also yesterday's match. So yesterday's game, for thought first half, he was really good. Um, his passing was incisive. It was quick. Um, good vision. You know, that, that's what Tom Carroll's about. He's good on the ball. He's got good vision. He can pick out a pass. Um, yes, he isn't Musa Dembele, but who is? How no. many no. How many players that play for Tottenham or anybody else are in that mould? There are very few. I said this a few weeks back on the pods that Musa, a bit like Paul Gascon, he's got that upper body strength. If he can brush past players, he's strong. He can hold the ball really well. He's, it, but we don't have. If somebody like. Um, you know, it, it's a bit like if you take if you take Lamella out of the team, we've got lots of other options. We've got you know Son, but none of them are the same player. We've got different type of, type of players. So if you lose Dembélé um, and replace him with Carroll, he's a different type of player. he gives you something yeah. different. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think Dembélé is a bonus of Carroll in terms of the fact that their ex, the, the minimum expectation would be to distribute the ball quickly. Yeah, but in Musa's case, he can actually move forward, and he has that choice uh, alongside distributing the ball as well. So um, at least both of them are able to pick a pass and say, "Look, okay, I can see that player there, I can see that player there." And, and Carroll does that just as well as Musa does.
1: What, what I'd say about Carroll is there might be an argument for, and I've, I've said this not, I said this before, not not necessarily now or when he played these last four or five matches. Um, you know, that he could bulk up a bit. He could be a little bit stronger. Not, you know, he's not going to become Musa Dembele. That's just not in his DNA. It's not in his physique, but he could obviously beef up a little bit and be a bit stronger. There could be an argument for saying maybe he should play further forwards in the Ericsson role. Um, I don't know, but in terms of his performance yesterday, good first half, second half faded a little bit, but he still, there were still patches where he played well. Um, overall this season he, he broke he did well against Monaco that was before the Newcastle game and scored um, I think he came on as a sub that game and then he started the Monaco game and everybody, everybody was surprised but you know it was a classic case of Potch giving rewarding somebody who, who, di, who did well in the previous game um, that game yeah maybe he didn't do himself any favours, but then, hey, who, 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 who that day played particularly well? We, you know, Dyer was pretty poor um, that that day, and I and I can't help thinking if Dyer hadn't played as poor as he had that match, um, you know, where it, it might have given Carroll some protection if, if Dyer was a bit more on his game. Um, it's, like, it's like Nick said um, that you know
3: he hasn't had enough games injuries. But if you look at guys like Dyer and Ali, I mean Dyer was getting um, negative reviews at the beginning when he was being played on. On a right back, uh, even though he came in as a centre back, but now he's got a reputation. And suddenly you see Dyer's name on the team sheet, and everyone's like, Oh, thank god, you know, Eric Dyer's fit, or thank god, Musa's fit, or thank god, uh, Deli Ali's fit. But at the beginning, when you didn't know there were unknown quantities, you know, football fans are fickle and they're quite unforgiving. And unfortunately, in Tom Cowell's case, he's at that stage right now where. Like, like Nick said, you know, we don't we haven't seen enough of him. We don't know and he makes a he makes a mistake and suddenly you think, Oh yeah, I've seen two games of Tom Carroll and in one of them he played really badly, so therefore he's not all that. Well <laughs> yeah. that's he's that's a, young, a bit he's unfair a young umpire making mistakes learning his trade and getting on
2: with it,
1: you know. I'll tell you what, what I like about Carroll. After that Newcastle game, um I think he came on as a sub against Southampton, which was which was good of Poch to do that, so he didn't cast him aside. Which could have broken a kid's confidence. Then he featured against Norwich and he scored a good goal. And then he played against played against Watford and then again yesterday. And I think mm-hmm. yesterday yesterday was, was his best best game in a Spurs shirt. So it, it, for me, he started to show enough of enough. He's, he's shown that he, he the can.
2: The manager's got belief manager,
1: in him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah.
2: that's that's. If he's good enough for the manager, which good enough for me. That'll do. Yeah. And he that's took Eric's off then kept Carroll on, says it all really.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the the, the only thing about Carroll is, it's funny, if if you look on social media, it's sort of divided opinion amongst Spurs fans. A few were saying um, that, you know, he was poor and a lot lot of other fans were were saying it was his best game and he played really well and his passing was spot on. The only thing I'd say about him is he hasn't played enough, so we can't really, I don't know whether, if we progress as a club, um, whether six months or 18 months down the line. You know, particularly if we've got some really good players, let's say we've got some fantastic players coming through in the academy that are of better quality, or if we progress as a club to the point where we're in the Champions League and we can start to attract better quality players to the club, unless he improves his game, then, yeah, I could see it, foresee a situation where 18 months down the line, maybe his opportunities might be limited and and he doesn't have a career at Spurs. But until then, we're not, I don't think we're there yet as a club. Um, where we are at the moment, I think he's he's got a part to play. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a
2: good point. But you could say the same at back in the day, not that long ago, but Harry Kane, if we'd been in the Champions League, what would the opportunities be? And would he be the same player he was the day if Poch didn't come in and believe in him? Probably not. But, you know, people were criticising Harry Kane when he first came in, you know, Championship of Bears, blah, 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 whatever. But Poch believed in him. And obviously, look at him now. It may be the same case of Carroll. It may not be, but... Um, I think if the manager believes in a player, I don't think where, where we are in Champions League or not irrespective, I think he still believes in his players. So that's a good
1: thing. I, I, I trust Poch's judgment, and, and I think we, we said this on the train yesterday, Nick, um, mm. he, Poch has got this ability to quickly identify a player, just in the same way that, as you say, he, he, if he trusts a player, he'll persevere with them and give them a chance. If there's a player that he thinks, Do you know what, he's not Fazio, for instance, actually he's not what i you know he's not up to scratch Stem, he'll we'll get rid Lee. of him yeah. Boe, yeah. yeah so clearly at the moment he, he thinks carol's got a future and um you know we, we could have it, we could have learned about again um we didn't we, we kept him i think we even gave him a, a new contract as well so just in the same same way that we did with, with danny rose last season there were a lot of raised eyebrows about that but a lot yeah um Poch, Potch knows what he's doing and who are we to, to, to as fans question his judgement. In okay. we trust. In Potch we trust, yeah. Yeah, in Potch we trust. Mark Stoll. Um, is everyone convinced that Davis deserves to start ahead of Rose more often? Based on this season performances, I think so. Uh, I, I I
3: think he deserves more than he's getting at the moment but that's not because I think he's better or Rose is worse. I just think that they bring a different dynamic to the
2: game. Yeah, we, we kind of said yesterday he, he seems to prefer Davies when we play away from home defensively and Rose more so at home. I think he's attacking power prowess, but I think Davies, I think yesterday he was, at, probably, I, well, I haven't seen him as much as you guys, but um, that's probably one of the best games I think I've seen him playing. He was... Defensively, he was spot on. Mm. Yeah, a lot of attacks. Yeah, so I think he's he's not, another player who had a not bad first season. You know, he's, <coughs> got, he's definitely coming leaps and bounds this season. I I would say, in my eyes, he's, he's probably our best left back out of the two. them In my opinion, you know.
1: yeah. Yeah, I think last season I would have said Rose. This season, I don't think there's there's much in it. Um, if you asked me a few weeks ago, I think it was a Southampton game and Rose didn't play that much. I think he was injured and Davis came back into it, and I thought, ooh, you know, he, he looks a little bit off the pace, but well, he hadn't played for so long, um, and he obviously doesn't have the the pace maybe going forward that, that Rose does, but he sort of cemented that, that position now, the last few games, and he lo- looks certainly a bit more solid than, than Rose. Um, yeah, for the moment, I think Davis nudges ahead, but it's great that we've got competition um, competition and yeah, yeah. that left back <laughs> yeah um, god a few years ago <laughs> Cotto, we had Benoit I saw Cotto um, uh, Gilberto oh god Norton playing out of position as a, as a, well, or, Norton played it anywhere yeah um, left back he should have been left back in the changing room um, Terry loosely asks should we not expect too much um hope for top four and then hope to really push on next season or do we dare dream
3: go for it i reckon we should go for it because not not because i think we are the finished article because we're not otherwise we would have we would have um, known how to to close down yesterday's game but um there's no guarantee there'll be a season as open as this next season
2: yeah yeah I mean, to be fair, we did talk about this on the train going up yesterday, and uh, I think I've probably made my views about this. I think we try not to get ahead of ourselves and have a bit of reality. But Jav made a good point. He said that will next season, will Chelsea be as bad as they are now? Will Man United be as bad as they are now? City going to improve? It's like it is our, probably our best chance. So I kind of get it on that respect. Um, we've got a good a chance as anybody else. But as I was saying to Jav yesterday, it all depends who we attract in the transfer window because if that window shuts and we haven't got a backup for Kane, I mean, a proper backup for Kane,
1: um, I think we could struggle. And what a great segue to the next set of questions. So look, <laughs> it's looking it's at, like we'd read them. It's bizarre. Um, looking at, so we've got a few questions on, 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 on transfers. So, um, another one from, soma um, at 80 underscore Spurs. He, he says, who would be your ins and outs of the window for him, Berahino or Igalo, um, Andros, Fazio and possibly Carroll out. Chris Kelly says, would you go for Wanyama in the window? Um, I think we need reinforcements in, in midfield if, if we get an injury and obviously we need a striker too. Um, and then Nick, you and I were discussing on the train, obviously the the, the striker situation mm. um, we don't really have a any Cover for for Kane. We, we can talk about false lines until we're blue in the face, <laughs> but we don't have any cover. Um, we, we talked a bit about Barahino and the the name that you mentioned was um, Charlie Austin. So, let's. What do, what do I know? Hey, eh? what do I know? But okay, just... look, let, let,
0: yeah. let's look
1: at let's look at the the outgoings first. Okay, so <laughs> um, Carol, nope. Um, Andros and Fazio, yeah. I think. I think both of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely Fazio. Um yeah. We'll come we'll come to the striker in a minute. Um Wanyama which would go for Wanyama in midfield. Um I think look, I think at the start of the season we we, we were after a Wanyama, we were after a Schneiderlin type player, but Dyers done such a good job there and we've got Deli Ali and Dembele and Mason and Bentaleb. Bentaleb, yep. Um mm, Bentelab, so I, yeah. I mm don't for me it's not a priority oh, I
3: agree with you Jav I, I think it would I think the players who are in the squad who are coming back from injury like Bentaleb I think um, Poch will have said to them look if you're injured don't think it's the end you know fight your ass off get in training and do what you need to and um, you know when the opportunities are there you'll get them and and they they he's proven that already through like using players like Tom Carroll so they know that it's possible and if you brought someone like Wanyama in A he wouldn't want to like disrupt the, the harmony in the which is his priority and B, it would be a bit of a kick in the teeth for those players because they'll think, well hang on, I thought you said you know, if I mm. if I trained hard then then the opportunities would present themselves.
2: I think he's a good player, I mean don't get it wrong, he's a good player but do I think we need him this particular time? No, no, I think there's areas we need to strengthen and midfield. like I said, I think we've got enough options definitely for this season in that area
1: if we if we get too many players in um that in itself can unsettle the balance of the squad at one point you know halfway through the season and that the the, look, the priority is 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 a striker um arguably you could say two strikers um but yeah Right, so mentions igalo um i like well, look, igalo but i don't <coughs> think that Watford are going to sell him not at least not in this window um oh. Yeah, very supportive. So it comes down to, and we were discussing this yesterday, Berahino, do we revive that deal? Uh, and the name that you mentioned, Nick, was Charlie Austin.
2: I, yeah, I mean, obviously people are sort of Charlie Austin, but it's what's not to like about him is just all the factors? He's he's a, a poor, OK, you can say that maybe he's a poorer version of Kane, but he's he's quick enough, he knows what the goal is, he's, he works hard for the team, he's technically very good. Uh, and the other thing Levy would love he's coming out of his contracts um, he's not got long to go and you could probably get him for about three million quid it's mm. it's, it's a definite def, and also he's played in the premiership on the QPR He scored goals in the premiership it's not like it's all new to him no it's just but obviously Poch it's not been, he's not been linked with us because Poch doesn't fancy him so and Berrahino, well yeah I'm not doubting that he's going to be a very good player but I just kind of worry about his attitude problems but again if Poch wants him and we get him, then that's fine.
3: On um, on Barahino, I know. Uh, I'm, I agree with uh, with Nick with regards to the whole you know temperament thing and the attitude. I think that's <clears throat> become part of the the circus of being a professional footballer now. That if if you want to move or if there's a If there's an opportunity, then your agent will say you have to do this, this, and this. And I imagine this must be an absolute nightmare for for Pulis at the moment because Pulis doesn't personally have an issue with him, but he can't play a player who's not 100% there, whose mind is elsewhere. Um, If it was a choice between Charlie Austin and Berahino, I would reluctantly go with Berahino purely because Mm. A, Poch fancies him, and B, I, I haven't seen Austin play in this kind of a setup before. And you need someone to be able to slot right in, and obviously Poch thinks that Berahino can do that. Berahino thinks he can do that. Everything was ready, and then um, Jeremy yeah, yeah. Peace, in his infinite wisdom, decided to uh, know, try have. and play, yeah, try and play Billy Big Balls with Levy. And um, yeah. and now no one's happy. We didn't get the backup strike we wanted. Berahino didn't get the move he wanted, and West Ham- West Brom are stuck with a player who who they can't Don't. play. Yeah. yeah, and it's not Pulis's fault. Pulis like, well, I th- in fairness, to, I mean, I've never been an advocate of Tony Pulis, but one thing in fairness, in, in every single press conference that he's held, I think apart from the last one where he did come out and say, look, this is just taking the piss now, he's always said, look, you know, honestly, we all know what the situation is, but the player is doing his bit, and, you know, he's trying to... He's trying to make his relationship with the player as harmonious as possible uh, so that if he needs him, he can say, look, Sido, I haven't got a problem with you. I know you can do the business. Come on, do your thing while you're here. You know, let's not pretend I know what the score is. But, um, but no one's happy. You know, Pulis needs a striker. I'm sure Pulis is probably saying, look, you know, uh, if the right amount of money comes in, great. Sell him to Spurs. Spurs want him. He wants to go. Then we've got money to buy a striker who he can play. And it's not like they, you know, they're uh, in a safe pot- spot at the moment, is it? No. Um. I mean, Bale, you know, he went uh, awol towards the end before his, you know, dream move happened. I mean, I'm not blaming the guy. I'm just saying that it's it's par for the course now that, you know, if uh, if you it's have to dig your time. heels in, you dig yeah. your heels in. And um, I, I don't like it, uh, but it just seems like that's the way it is.
1: Yeah, the, 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 although the flip side of that is, if you take someone like Charlie Austin, um, he could have signed for a Premier League club in the summer. Um, yeah. But who he, wanted him, Jabs? There must have been somebody, surely Newcastle. Surely there must have been somebody in the Premier League. I think it was, yeah. I think
2: it was Newcastle. I think Newcastle. He didn't fancy Newcastle by all accounts. What my
3: friends are keeping the fans I mean, uh, uh, tell uh, me
1: so. Unless he was he was holding out for a move to a bigger club. Um, I think Fernandez was also asking for a lot of money as well, wasn't he? Well, if his price has dropped, if his contract is about to run out, and then hopefully his it he won't cost us that much in the market, I don't think it's a bad, coupled with that and coupled with the fact that, look, if he comes in, I can't see him upsetting things too much. Um, he'll probably yeah. yeah, he'll probably be happy to be on the bench, playing yeah. for a Premier League club than, than spend another six months in, in, in the championship. Um, and if it doesn't go well for him, I don't think it would... I don't think he'll drag us down necessarily with it but if it doesn't go with it well for him personally um, then I, we could sell him on in the summer and probably make a tidy profit um, if we've given him like a free <laughs> yeah, yes, or four Dan, yes, contract Daniel, exactly Daniel <laughs> um, I, I don't think
2: you know make I don't that cool, think yeah, it's make that
1: cool. <laughs> it, it, it's not the same as when we got, got Saha in that window in four years ago when, when um apps manager. I don't think it's as bad as that. Yes, he might not be at the Berahino, or, or, or if, if we're led to believe that that's well, that's um, Poch's number one George. target but yeah. he's somebody that can come in and do a job. You know, um, he's got experience in the Premier League. Um, does he fit in with our style? I don't know but I, I don't think, if we can get him at a good price, I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, okay, Final three questions. Um, Oliver Lees asks, with the temporary stadium plans being decided, where would you like us to play while we wait for the new stadium? Um, he adds, the problem I see with Wembley is that every team coming to us will play like it's a cup final. Um, I think I said this on the last pod. I would quite like us to play at Wembley because it's quite convenient for me to get there. Um, <laughs> selfishly. It's kind of like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Um, I mean, what what are the alternatives? Mk Dons. <coughs> Mm. yeah isn't
3: that quite far out there from north london
1: yeah it's no, it's, it's a shithole really yeah. it's just did, soulless
2: did we go past it yes we uh, did yeah yeah and we thought this could be our new home for a year stroke two like, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. no thank you no no thank um no. yeah i th- wasn't done, didn't someone mention about sharing stratford or was it just we were talking, fantasy, we were talking fantasy about fantasy that. yeah
1: no uh, okay yeah. Let, let's just let's play devil's advocate for a minute let's say it is Wembley right um, for one season and let's say it is only one season would it be a problem would teams come to us come to us and think they're playing in a cup final yeah, I mean yeah I
2: I, could, I kind of see that point you know because didn't Arsenal play their Champions League games from he's been developed and they were crap I mean that's just I don't know it's,
3: yeah, I mean, that's, I, yeah. it's not an ideal situation either way around, is it? I agree. I agree with Nick. And um, the, the fact is that if, uh, if teams do come, I mean, think about it. It's like the allure of Wembley. If you're going to play there, whether you try and just you know keep in the right frame of mind, you walk out and you see like bloody ninety thousand
1: seats, it will affect you, and you
3: you'll Except just play at a different level.
1: Except it won't. But the thing is, I think actually it won't be a cup final for every team because. Because it's not a cup final, it's going to be a Wembley Stadium that probably will have a reduced capacity. I think so. it won't. We won't have the ninety thousand. Um, because uh, no,
3: sorry, but, well, I didn't mean. I didn't mean the the, the capacity we full, I just mean that nah. the,
1: when you walk out of the tunnel and you see. Sentiment, yeah, hmm. but but I don't. I don't know that would, would it be. It wouldn't have that same intensification as a cup final. So I don't know if tech teams would would, would would raise their game. Um, well, I hope not, because I'd, I'd personally like us to go to Wembley.
3: Yeah, out of the two
2: options, personally, I'd prefer Wembley to MK Don, personally. But, yeah, why we can't stay, I don't know. People want more information than me. Why can't we can't stay and redevelop the ground around, I don't know. But if we have to move, then Wembley's a the better option out of the two of them,
1: personally. Okay, so... Jumping forward, and um, we've built our new stadium. Hopefully, opened 2018. Um, Zach Gasnola asks, um, "Is it just grumpy old fans like me that worry about Spurs being a Champions League team and a new soulless stadium full of plastic supporters who have moved on from your Manu's, Arsenal's, Chavsky's, City? Um, or do any of you worry about the pitfalls of success?" No, well, never. I no, 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 I don't know. No, I don't sit there.
2: It's it, it just Zach. He is a grumpy old supporter. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: Zach, you're a grumpy old man. Um, I don't sit there Actually, at night worrying if, if,
3: boring, if but... um, I don't know, the US Sports Direct, fucking arenas, what not? Yeah, then yeah, that the, the a part of me would die inside for sure. But uh, I'm sure Levy, having seen you know what's happened with with that kind of uh marketing and merchandising you know he's a shrewd man he'll know that uh there's money to be made on the outside but there's also money to be made from the inside uh, it's amazing how the, the guys who bought the naming rights from uh uh mike ashley changed it back to st james's park and Sunday they became like you know these like wonderful angels <laughs> it's like all the geordies love them now
2: yeah it was to be what it was to be what i liked everybody else though, wasn't it? so yeah yeah, yeah. we one, but as long as it's not the KFC arena or something like that, you know, double
1: checking. Um,
2: think good performances by Tottenham. No, 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 no,
3: no, Nick. You just put that idea out there, someone's gonna come with it. No, me. god, I've to tell the Austin again. No, <laughs> uh,
1: okay, final, final question. Um, so Neil John asks, um, this is probably would have been better to, 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 to save this question to uh, October next, uh, oh, sorry, October this year, 2016. Um, but okay, imagine it's Halloween. Um, who would you turn up as? Costa or Tevis? Both good candidates. Um, mm. I know who's the bigger cunt. John Terry, <laughs> but it's not, there's not a question. Somewhere. John Terry's though. No, um, Costa, I, w- I would, uh...
3: I don't I know, Costa. I mean. Who's I'm the, the biggest cunt? I don't know. Man. I don't think. I think Tevez is the bigger cunt for not getting off the uh, bench. I think uh, Costa's just um, a player who operates at a certain level, and he's a pantomime villain. Mm. You know, that's just that's just his game. But he's not going to sit there on the bench and say, "I'm not playing." No, that's a cunt. That's that's just rule. You don't do that. That's kicking the face for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, but as Costa's just like, well, this is this is when I go on the pitch, you know, it's like Mark Hughes in his pomp when he went out on the pitch, he just turned into like an animal.
1: Okay, so imagine the imagine the situation. It's it's 31st, thirty or 31st of or thirty first October. I don't know. For one of those, yeah, Halloween, one of those things Americans import is over. Um, uh, it's pitch black. Okay, and you have and I'm you see sure Brits that invented it to
3: uh, to, to basically ruin the, the pagan mythology. Did they, a different podcast, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah, maybe. Um. Anyway, um, it's pitch black. and you really get, best question now. You, you get approached by um. You, you see these these lights coming, these, these eyes coming forward, and you, you can just see some eyes, and then as you. You, you see a horrible. <laughs> <laughs> is that an option? Um, yeah. That would that would really scare somebody. Yeah, dressing up as Othel. Um Which which one would frighten you more, Costa or Tevez? Ian Dowie Ian Dowey.
3: Yeah. Now <laughs> well,
2: that's, a, too, that, no, that's it. you brought Ian Dowie to the table. Ian Dowie that is frightening all the time so it's ian dowry for me
1: (laughs) okay um ian dowry wins it there you go Um, (laughs) if it was a bigger cunt well i think costa and tevis would would both be in the running Uh, john John terry as well and paul merson yes and jack wilshire um, (laughs) and countless others um right on that note um thank you thank you dev um Thank you, Nick, who I should have mentioned it's your birthday today, so happy birthday. It is, thank you very
2: much, guys Yeah. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, lads. Good thank you.
1: Right. And on that note, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night.
0: You are the first team, the last team, my trains have that lily White and run green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and, and All and almost boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey. I agree. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The name's are up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out over her